bestie. Hey guys, we got two bestie homeschooling mamas coming at you. This is Gail. And I'm Christina. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are on week five of our 2024 vision series. You guys, so excited. This has been an amazing journey this month. I hope yes. you have gotten just as much out of it as we have. This week, we're going to be talking about mental health wellness. Yeah? Yeah. All right, Christina, you go. Okay. Today, we are going to talk about our mental health in 2024 and the things that we can do to help with this struggle. This is such an important topic, but before we get into it, I want to stress that if you are struggling with this right now, you are not alone. It is okay to ask for help. Please make your mental health a priority. So if you're struggling here and it's more than you can handle or more than these suggestions can do, please seek help. Yes. Please seek help. There are helplines. Mm-hmm. If you have insurance, a lot of them have mental health. They call them EAP plans where you can get six free services first. Contact a church mm-hmm. if you need help paying for services. A lot of them have help when it comes to getting mental health services. There's just so many options. There are. And the things we're going to talk about today are all important. Um, and they're all things that we can each do to help our mental health, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just not enough and right. that's okay. Right. So if if this is something that you are really struggling with and these things are not helping, then please reach out and get further help. Yes, please okay. do. So and also before yeah. we get started, Christina and I are not doctors. No. We are not 911. These are all our own opinions and thoughts and we are not the end all. So please hear us when we say we are two moms who have been through it, okay? But we are not doctors. We are not counselors. We are not marriage therapists. We're not any of that at this time. Yep. So take what we say with a grain of salt. I hope it's helpful. Yep. Use what you can. But we are not professionals. Right. I just want to put that out there for everyone to hear and understand if this is the first time you're with us on our week five series. We're so glad you're here, but we we are just two mamas loving on the world. Absolutely. Okay. The first thing that you can do to help with your mental health, we both feel is mm-hmm. so, so important, and that is to be in the Word. Yes. Read your Bible daily. I know that that can be hard, especially when you have littles running around the house. Um, it can be confusing and hard to understand, but it is so important. Just a few minutes each day, and if possible, start your day with reading the Bible, because by the time you get to the end of the day, you're exhausted from the day. Mm -hmm. So starting your day is starting it off right. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to speak on this a little bit because I'm new to it. I have really struggled with the Bible. Okay. I've been a Christian my entire life. For as Mm -hmm. long as I can remember, I have been in church. I made a choice as a sixth grader to get baptized. And then as a grown up, I was baptized by submersion with my husband when we got married and stuff. And I have always struggled with the Bible. You are not alone. I have too. It frustrates the crap out of me sometimes Mm -hmm. because I read it and I'm like, people say that they hear things from when they're reading the Bible and I've never, not once, gotten anything like that out of it, right? So it was really hard for me to even take the time to try Mm -hmm. for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. So if that's you, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. It's okay. But I encourage you to try again. Absolutely. And there is a program that I recently found Mm -hmm. on my YouVersion Bible app on my phone that has literally changed the way that I have read the Bible. 
like absolutely changed it. So I started a program called The Bible Recap with Tara Lee Cobble, and she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She's a Bible teacher, and well, she's read through the Bible lots. She has lots of people around her who help her recap the Bible for you on a YouTube of each day's readings. So you have a little devotional, which is the same every single day. So I skip over it now that I'm on, you know, day 30 or something. But at the end of the devotional, if you're starting a brand new book, they have a video on YouTube from the Bible Projects, which is different than the Bible Recap. It's like drawings explaining the whole book that you're about to read. And so it gives you that recap with the drawings from the Bible Project, and then you can go into... Well, Christina's phone has the YouTube for each day in in the bottom of the devotional section. Mine does not for some reason. She has a different phone type than I. I don't know if that's the problem, but I'm looking into it. <laughs> and but so I go into YouTube separately every day, type in the day that I'm on and I watch the recap. Now, you guys, this is like 7 to 8 minutes long every day. Like it's very rare she goes past that and I get so much out of it. Now, the part of the Bible that I'm reading right now is Genesis and Job and those. And I've read those books so much. Like I know a lot of them, but there are things that she's pulled out of that that I have not thought about. I just think it's a really cool tool. It is absolutely. So I have done plans on version for years now. I love version. If you're not familiar with it, it is an app that you can put on your phone that has the full Bible and different translations, and then it has different plans. So you can type in a subject on anything, and yeah. it'll it'll show you plans. Marriage, parenting teenagers, parenting small kids, parenting boys, uh-huh. friendships, loneliness, anxiety, anxiety. Mm-hmm. all the things. So I have loved some of the plans are short two three four day plans some of them are the whole year um it's it's a great tool so this um bible recap that gail is sharing with you guys she shared with me recently and it just kept i kept seeing it everywhere and i was like okay this is my this is my new year one so i have just started with the new year so i'm not as far into it as gail is but i am loving it for those same reasons to just be able to sit down and read and then have her point out those things that i would would not have picked up on it really just kind of boosts my understanding of what I'm reading, which has made a huge difference. Right. So, and she, well, and I don't read the Bible. I let the Bible read to me. That that works too. And I usually do it at like 1.75 speed (laughs) because I read along with it, but I comprehend it so much better when I hear it. And so if you're struggling to even, so here's the thing, if you are struggling to read the words, and then you feel like you have to go back and read the words again, I would implore you to try the listening, the listening part. Yeah. Because if you're having to go back, it means your, bra- your brain's not processing it. Sure. And that's because you're thinking about other things. Right. And when you have to listen to it, you tend to focus just on what you're listening to. Absolutely. So yep. if you're struggling, try having it read to you. It's so simple. And you version does that for you too. And you can make it go a little faster. So it's not like. 
Yeah. In the beginning. I will add to this. Don't beat up on yourself if you are not good at being consistent mm-hmm. with reading the mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. So many. I am not. I, this is one thing I have always admired about my husband is for as long as I can remember, he Mine has too. been in his Bible every single day forever. He mm-hmm. doesn't miss a day. If he does, it's very rare. Yeah. I am not like that. I mean, and either. For years it was, well, I'm waking up because the kids or it's not that I didn't try. I would try and I'd. Well, and it sometimes becomes, it's kind of like New Year's resolutions. You It falls off because it's not a priority you've set. Right, mm-hmm. right. So if you have struggled with that, don't give up. Keep trying. Keep trying. Okay, y'all, all transparency. I'm supposed to be on day 58 of the Bible recap and I am on day 29. It's okay. If you, any day that, any day that you spend in the Bible is better than none. Mm -hmm. So if you have made it 20 some days, Mm -hmm. that's 20 some days that is amazing. And the more you do it, the more consistent you are, the easier it gets. Also, if you're like a checkmark person and you've never used (laughs) version, it does give you like a little there's this little like uh, almost looks like a harry potter thing but it's not but it's a lightning bolt uh-huh. and it's like you're how often or as long if you're in the bible every single day if you open up yeah. your app every day then it you it ticks like yeah. that day and i'm like oh. so if i open this at least every day at least i'll remember and you guys i put it on the front of my phone screen mm-hmm. i put everything else on the second page yep. so i have an iphone and i moved all of my other apps onto the second page of my phone. And I put my Bible, my YouTube, because mine doesn't connect like Christina's does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fancy, fancy. My workout app, all nice. on the front page. Smart. And that's it. Very because smart. that is the priority that I need to make for myself mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And so I don't open Facebook or Instagram or my little games that I like to play unless I have done yeah. my Bible verse in the morning. Yep. Absolutely. And my husband, like, if you think, well, my husband's not going to be okay with me doing that and I'm supposed to be making breakfast, because I do that every morning. I make his breakfast every morning and I think, oh, he's not going to be patient waiting for me. He is so patient waiting for me. If they know that's what you are doing, they're patient. And I, I will tell you, and I would have disagreed with this for quite some time. But if your kids know that you're doing that, they will be patient too. Mm -hmm. If we don't tell them, that we're in our phone reading our Bible, they're right. going to think we're just in there wasting time like we do the rest of the time, mm-hmm. right? So I have been, you know, I'm telling the kids, hey, mom's doing her Bible reading and they will walk away and they mm-hmm. will come back. But you are also setting that example for them mm-hmm. that, okay, this is a priority. This yep. is what I do first thing before anything else. Yep. They know David does it. Now he's usually doing it in his room with the door closed, mm-hmm. but they still, just from coming in or out or me coming in or out, they have learned over the years that that is the first thing dad does every right. single morning. Right. And I will say the best parent moment was when our oldest came to us with her phone and said, look, I hit a hundred days. I've been in here for a hundred days in a row. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, she beat me. Like I mm-hmm. I haven't done 100 days I've in a row ever. I've never done 100 ever. days in a row. David has. I'm hitting 365 this I, year. M- girl, me too. Yeah. Me too. Okay. So that's digress. that's all the things. But it's very exciting. If you have a phone, it makes it very easy. It does. To be in the word. Yeah. And, and I, I'm I a paper like girl. I'm a paper girl. I yes. love being in my Bible. And sometimes I will still pull it out and right. read the the chapters or the verses yeah. in my paper Bible. Right. But it's 
if I have it on my phone, I don't have an excuse. Right. It's so simple to so be easy. in the word when mm-hmm. it's on your phone. And I spend plenty of time on my phone doing other stuff. Right. Yep. Along those same lines with being in the word, I would also encourage you to make sure that you are praying consistently, mm-hmm. whether you maybe use a prayer journal or you have a prayer closet. We've talked about the, both of those before, or whether you're just praying while you're driving from one thing to the next thing or while you're doing dishes or taking so a I shower. I have to bring YouTube or you version back into this because yeah. I am now doing the daily verse in addition to my daily yeah. reading. Yeah. And at the end of the daily verse, there's the verse and then and there's a little short prompt. video and then there is time for prayer. Mm-hmm. You can write prayers right there and you can make it public for other people to see to pray with you. Or you can just make it private so that you've written it down. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a digital prayer journal. But there's no excuse. Again, if you go in there and you do your daily devotional, it's just a very short verse that they have. Mm-hmm. And they make cool graphics out of it for you. So if you wanted to post it on socials, you could. If you go through all of the steps of the daily refreshing is what they call it. Mm-hmm. It gives you time to pray. Mm-hmm. It's four to six minutes is it's the amount of so time that they short, give you. But it is such a good boost. Or, well, you and know. it's such a good way to start your day. It is. It is. You know, like I'm kind of an agitated person in general. And I, I hate that about myself, but it is something that, and you know, maybe me being in my Bible every day, that will decrease, mm-hmm. you know, because I've never tried that before. I think it has mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks, but that's just me. You know, so I'm not the person who gets agitated with mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'll have to ask my family in a few more weeks and just say, hey, have you noticed a difference? Because that would really encourage me to keep going. Yeah. Not that I expect God to perform miracles on my behavior. I do expect that being in his presence will alter my behavior. But that's a thing I have to learn. Yeah. Instead of something I have to behaviorally modify opposed to expecting God to change it. Because he can't change it if I'm not willing, right? And that's in my prayer. So it's very exciting. Okay, so the second point is self-care, right? Yes, let's get talk into about that. self-care. So mental health is so much too about physical health, you know, and we've already talked about this in our health and wellness episode, but self-care can be a lot of different things, not just exercising. That is one of them. But a lot of self-care for people is actually getting dressed every single day. And I have started doing this over the last three weeks with my Bible reading because I noticed that I'm more productive Mm -hmm. when I get myself dressed. Whether you take a shower or not, that's totally your call. If you're in the house all day long, I don't care. But get yourself dressed. Put clothes on, put a bra on, you know, do the things. Brush your hair, brush your teeth. I feel like this is a hard one for those of us that homeschool because one of the most beautiful things about homeschooling is that I don't have to get dressed and get everyone else dressed and leave my house by a certain time at a certain time in the morning. Now we have things we have to go do, but if I have a day where we are staying home and we're not going, I want to stay in my jammies all all day long. But then you feel less productive. Absolutely. You do a lot less. Yes. And then you get depressed about not being productive. Yes. So leave those jammy days for days that are special, fun, occasional days. Right. Not just, oh, I'm home today. I'm going to stay in my jammies. Or especially if you know you have things that you don't have to do that day. If it's a day where you don't have things on your docket, like Mm -hmm. I've been going to bed every night and making a to-do list for the next day so that I am more productive and I'm not just thinking about it and it's not just rattling around in my buckets up there. Mm -hmm. And 
So if I know that I have things on that to-do list, I'm not going to go stay in my jammies because it's just not going to fly. I won't get anything done. And then I'm going to be mad at myself. And then my list is going to be twice as long the next day. So it's very important that if you are feeling frumpy or grumpy or just out of sorts. Not productive. Right. If you're non-productive, feeling non-productive. And that's, those are the feelings that come with non-productivity, guys. Then it is very important that you get up and get yourself dressed. Yes. Okay. Yes. And can I add to that? Yeah. Since you're dressed, mm-hmm. find yourself outside. Even yeah. if you're not going anywhere, go outside. Get some vitamin D. Get some, yes. Get out there. Get your kids Take out a there. Walk around the block. It's not far. Right? Take a walk. Like, it's not far. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, fast paced lady. Oh, and it doesn't it have to be long. Pumping your blood. Yes. Get and outside. The kids are going to get on a scooter or something. It's great. Just get some fresh air. Absolutely. Another part of self care is going on dates with your spouse about this a lot we do because it's so it's important. so important bestie time yeah hey, hey girl hi and alone time and i know oh. that that feels guilty like you feel guilty when you do it mm-hmm. you're like i have so many other things that i need to be doing for this person this person and this person but y'all you cannot pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. let me repeat it for the people in the back <laughs> you cannot pour from an empty cup yeah do what you got to do to have that physical and mental connection with your spouse because let me tell you your marriage is so much better when you do so much better if you're in the middle of a hard relationship right now you need to be more physical with your spouse you just do date your spouse again yeah and then bestie time this is that person again we've talked about this before who is safe and will speak wisdom and truth into your life not just somebody that you can go and complain to and not feel enriched by once you've done you can complain to them like that's totally the point of a bestie right but you know that you're going to get godly wisdom back from them when you're struggling so that's that person that you need to be spending time with that is Mm self-care okay hobbies yes i know we don't have any time y'all i get it this one's a a hard one this one's a hard one play a game something yep finding a hobby that really takes your brain outside of yourself is so helpful to keep you motivated, yeah. honestly. It, it's like a, you go on a vacation and it rejuvenates you, right? You come back and you're like, oh, okay, I feel better. I'm, I'm energized and I'm ready to go. A hobby is going to do the same thing. Yeah, Just gives you that chance to decompress and be able to refocus. Right. I, th- I think sometimes you lose who you are if you don't have a hobby. Hmm. Because That's you are point. just mom or you're just wife, you forget who you are and what you enjoy. And that's what hobbies do, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, we were at a, a mom's night recently, the two of us. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of one of the the questions that went around from one of the ladies is, okay, what do you guys do? What's your hobbies? Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of moms that were like, hmm, hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. What is it? I used to do this. Right. I used to do that. And I'll be honest, my favorite hobbies I have not done in a long time. And it's a time thing. Yeah. But if I try to get back into just occasionally, mm-hmm. it is so helpful. I love puzzles. Love puzzles too. There are like a thousand of them sitting behind you in my cabinet. I have one rolled up currently under that thing, mm-hmm. waiting for me to work on it again. But I love puzzles and mm-hmm. they're great for my brain. Mm-hmm. I really am fearful of like my brain turning to mush as I get older. One, because I've had a stroke. 
to my just my history and things. And I just I'm, I struggle with the fact that my brain is probably going to turn to mush. So I like to do things that'll, you know, kind of That's strong. Yeah. Work it. Exercise. Your brain yes. is muscle. Exercise it. Yes. Absolutely. All right. And so the last one we've kind of talked about and touched on a little bit already is exercise. Yep. And again, it can be a walk. It can be Zumba. It can be running. You can go to the gym, whatever it is that feeds your soul. I've started doing wall Pilates in the last week. This is new. I have, I am learning something new y'all. Yeah. She, I haven't told her about this yet because we haven't <laughs> seen each other since Christmas, but I'm doing wall Pilates now and I've only done like three days or something. It just started. I think I started on New Year's Day or something. And it's just been fun. It's nice. only like 20 minutes long. It's not terribly hard because I do the alternate like movements. Mm-hmm. She gives you ones that aren't as hard because sure. I'm like not the super beginner. strong. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not super strong. I want to start that before I get back into the gym because I just feel terribly ill-equipped to go back into the gym and start lifting weights. I'm just not there yet. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping this will help get me in a routine. Awesome. And it's super free because it's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she has an entire, like, you know, you see those ads for Better Me and they make you pay like 30 bucks a month or whatever for it. And I'm like, no, thank you. I already pay for a gym membership that I don't use. (laughs) No, thank you. So I found this gal on YouTube and she does a totally free 28 day program on her YouTube channel. Nice. And I'm like, yes, please. It's your body weight. And like, I think I use three pound weights that I happen to have at home. You could use more if you own those. I don't. So I guess I could hold both of them and then I'd have six pounds. <laughs> Maybe when I'm a tad bit stronger. There you go. Right. So and then I also have this like hula hoop thing that you've seen. You've Everyone has seen it on Instagram or whatever. It's not the real one. I got the janky kind <laughs> and it is what it is. And but it works. Right. And so I can make it go around and I can do 30 minutes of it and be totally down. But they say like 30 minutes on that thing is like a three or five mile walk or run or something. So I'm like, dude, my Apple Watch is being repaired. Oh. So I don't know all the things right now, but I'm moving my body. Yeah. I'm getting up and reading my Bible every morning so far. In the last five days, I've done it every single day. And I'm making a list and I'm feeling so productive and I'm not sitting down and watching TV. That is the biggest killer if you want to be productive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I think I'm missing something. You Facebook. know how many times I have watched Big Bang Theory oh. and I'm watching it again right now. And I'm like, I just want to sit down and watch all the episodes. I've seen them four times. I'm slightly jealous right now because I've been wanting to finish that one for some time. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Well, we have to make a Big Bang Day then. Friends Day. It's I so funny because we're <laughs> yeah, we're very, <laughs> very Lord Jesus in heaven, but we love the Big Bang Theory show. show. <laughs> the Let, television show, that. you know, with Sheldon and Leonard and Penny. <laughs> and I do Raj. find it funny that we're talking about watching TV when we're just saying not to watch TV. But that's what I'm saying. It gets sucks you in. It does. And so I haven't watched TV for like three days. Like Landon will have it on, but I don't actually sit down because if I sit down, I get sucked in. And so I'm saying mm-hmm. like, these are the things I like to do because it is brain numbing for me. Mm-hmm. And there are days where I just need a brain numbing situation. Yeah, I'll do. But if you are trying to be more productive in your world and for your mental health, mm-hmm. sitting down in front of the TV is the worst thing you can do for yourself. Well, and... Our mental health is definitely better on a day that we are just naturally for anybody 
it's better when you're having a productive day right. than when you're being lazy and not. Right. It really and I'm not is. saying you can't ever have a day where you just sit and relax. Well, of course. We all need that. Right. Let's all be honest. We're doing that way more often than we're not doing the and other things. And that's the thing. It is easy to get in a rut. It is easy to, okay, yes. I'm going to, ha- I need a, a lazy day. And you take that lazy day and that is great and wonderful and needed. Right. And then the next day, oh, but. I really enjoyed what we did yesterday, which was nothing. And then before you know it, right. all this time has gone by right. and you haven't accomplished anything. And then that mom guilt kicks in and all the things that that list keeps growing of all the things that you need to get done that you haven't. Mm-hmm. So all the goals you want to make, yeah. like all the goals that we just made, you guys, for 2024 you know, in our resolution revolution episode. And then what we've been doing over the last four weeks, you know, this should be part of your your goal. I hate mm-hmm. to say the word resolution because it has the worst moving through or from zero to 100, like getting there, mm-hmm. like finishing the project. And so I like to say goal only because I just think that it's so much better for your brain. Mm-hmm. It's weird how words do that to your brain. Here's what I think it is. My family laughs at me because I say this all the time, every every year. If you make a resolution and you break that resolution or something happens and you stop, there is much more guilt that we put on ourselves than if we set a goal and don't quite reach it. Right. Right? Like Or breaking your goals down into small goals. So they're accomplishable. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you're when we're doing the budget and you have these snowballs that roll into each other because they're small chunks at a time, right? It's the same thing for your goals. So when I set a goal for this year, when I said I wanted to start school, I'm going to start school. I just don't know exactly when that's going to happen, right? And so I'm not putting this timeline on myself because I don't know when the classes start, financial aid, all the things. But I know that that's one thing I want to do this year at some point. Right. If you want to lose weight, you're not going to say, I want to lose 40 pounds today. Right. Right. You're going to break it up. Okay. I total, I'd like to lose 40 pounds. So let's work on the first five and the first 10. Right. You know, and so make those goals. goals. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Smart goals. And it's so much better for your mental health when you, when you achieve them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. The last thing that we're going to talk about is kind of a tricky, harder one. Yeah. So much harder than I would like it to be, but it is what it is. Guard your space. So important to guard your space. So let's talk about kind of what that means. Your time. Find a balance that works for you on how busy you can be. You don't want to be too busy and you don't want to be not busy at all. Right. So what we were just talking about. Yes. Yeah. The lazy days versus the exactly. overproductive days. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Balance their time. Don't cram every, don't cram too much in that you're constantly stressed out mm-hmm. and worried. Make sure that you have consistent right. activities and things going on. If you're starting a new checklist like I am, I would say take the first two or three weeks of that checklist. And because I've been actually marking off what I get accomplished mm-hmm. in a day mm-hmm. and not marking off what I don't in that day. And over the next week or two, after I complete the three weeks I'm d- of doing it, I, I'm going to take kind of an inventory yes. of how many tasks am I actually accomplishing each day? So you know what is reasonable right. to expect. Right. Because I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I've, to be entirely honest, I've had kind of a lazy year or two mm-hmm. and where I just, I, I sit on the couch and I start watching TV and then I feel like I'm unmotivated. Let's be, let's be honest here. 2020 
changed so many things yes. for all of us. Yeah. I think a lot of us are kind of in that space where the last few years have been yeah. overly lazy. Yeah. <laughs> overly lazy, overly hard, extra stress, extra worry. More drama than necessary. More drama than necessary. Yeah. Less leaving the house than previous. Mm-hmm. And it's changed more recently. But mm-hmm. so a lot of those things have changed over the years. And I love that you said you were going to evaluate what mm-hmm. was reasonable for you right. because again everyone's capacity is different right so being able to have a reasonable expectation of what you can do mm-hmm. is it that's an incredible step to take yeah and i think that's how you guard your time yeah because you're not going to get stressed out if you have 18 things on your list that's unreasonable guys uh-huh. it's unreasonable right like i'm putting like five or six seven eight things on my list mm-hmm. and yesterday i think i only accomplished like five of them but I was like, okay, I have five things done that I didn't have done the day before. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, or I actually got out of my house and took those boxes that needed to be returned to Amazon mm-hmm. and went to Michael's and got the things I needed to get for my custom order shirts instead yep. of sitting at home being like, oh, and then that's when I procrastinate. Mm-hmm. And then I get more stressed out and then I get more angry at myself. And it's so bad for my mental health. So bad. There is a point where for me, I tend to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. I'm working on that. Mm -hmm. But I procrastinate. Mm -hmm. But there is a point of no return. Mm -hmm. There is a point where I have procrastinated so long that then I freeze and I can't get that thing done. Or it's going to take more time than you now have allotted for it. Yes. And now you're so angry at yourself because you're like, I knew it was going to take this amount of time and I waited so long that now I can't complete any of it. Mm-hmm. And how frustrating is that? Ah, mm-hmm. uh, And, you know, we're all on volunteer situations and things where people need things. Yes, we're not getting paid for it, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's still the things that need to be done, right? And procrastinating is terrible mm-hmm. for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Think about, too, why you may be procrastinating mm-hmm. about something. Mm-hmm. So I tend to, we're all our worst critics, right? I tend to procrastinate on the things that I don't feel confident mm-hmm. in. Maybe there's something new about it or it's stressing me out. I'm worried. I just don't feel confident in what I am, what I'm needing to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to ask for help in a certain area. So I will procrastinate too long. And then it's like, oh, well, now I still need the help. And it's too late for me to ask for the help. And then you're fly- and, mm, This is This is me. Okay, so I have kind of an example of this, but not to that extent. Uh But Uh I have been needing to, so I have decided we're going to make our own dishwasher soap, like detergent. I do it for my laundry. I do it for, like I make, hand make a lot of things, mayo, butter, those kinds of things. But we had decided all of our little tablets were gone for our dishwasher. And we had started doing some research on those little plastic covers that the tabs are in. Really bad for you especially when it gets heated up. Why is it in a dishwasher, right? And so I was like, we're we're trying to detox our household. Mm-hmm. We do it a little bit at a time because no one's perfect and it is what it is. So that's the next step. That's right. the next thing. But I bought everything like in December and it literally sat there till today. Literally sat there till today. But and yeah, just, you did it today. I did. And it, I finally just was like, because I put it on my list yesterday and I didn't get done. I was like, I need to do that one today. <laughs> So, and I did. The thing that was 
frustrating me and kind of to your point, which you were talking about, like not knowing how to do something is I thought I was going to make the tablets, Mm. which I could totally do. I watched a couple videos and I think I could make it happen. But I found the same lady who also offered like a powder version, which works in our dishwasher. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And if we don't like the way it works, then I'll try the other one. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I've changed my laundry soap now a couple of times sure. since we started making our own because we're like, I don't like that so much. Let's try this one. So until we trial and error. But to that point, I was so like overwhelmed with the fact that I didn't exactly know how to do it that mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just not. I, it's I'm just going to keep using liquid soap. <laughs> it's easy to do the check. That's bo- not getting it as clean. Right. It's easier to do the check boxes that are easy. Yeah. Right. It though it's you're checking things off and you're like, oh, I could do that. I can do that. I can do that. And but that's so we, what you had said a couple of weeks ago was it. There is a study that if you do the hard things first, it makes your day a lot smoother yes. because you're less anxious throughout the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you do those first, but you have to train yourself to do this because it's right. not a natural. It's not a natural thing. We do not naturally yeah. go to. Oh, let me tackle the hard, mm-hmm. the hard thing. Right. It's, let or me the do thing the you want to do least yeah. on your list. Yeah. If you do that first in the day, the rest of your list is cake, y'all. Totally. This is the if you give a mouse a cookie thing. Like mm-hmm. I will start go to start something, and then I'm like, oh, here, let me do. Uh-huh. This that leads to that, and uh-huh. then the next thing we don't go. No, totally I had that problem today. Huh. I put I put a laundry basket in in Corey's room to put away laundry, and he, I was in there to help him like pick up his room, and he got distracted because he needed to find this one toy, didn't know where it was. So then I come out to his playroom to find it, and I reorganize his whole play drawers. Uh-huh. Twenty right? minutes later, you're 20, like, oh, yeah, the basket uh-huh. is still in there when I go to put him to bed tonight. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I totally forgot I was doing that. Uh-huh. And then I was folding the the sheets in the dryer today, and I stopped halfway through because I got squirreled. Mm-hmm. And I went to go put the other sheets in the dryer, and I was like, oh, I didn't finish those. Like, I have like three more things to fold. Yep. Yep. So as you're listening, as you're listening at, at home, you you can relate to all this, right. right? Like we are not alone. Right. This is right. You are not alone. It is how a lot of mom's brains work. And I'm actually, you know, doing a lot of research about is ADHD a real thing? Is it just new, you know, normal? They're trying to put a, a tag on. Here's the thing, you guys. Not All of us can't have ADHD and feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I think we just have so much in our brain. We have too many plates spinning or too many tabs open or whatever analogy you want to use. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that it's really less about a diagnosis Mm -hmm. and more about being intentional about how you plan your day Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. productive. And that makes your brain spin less. Yeah, absolutely. It really, really does. It does. It absolutely does. So make sure that you are finding balance in the things that work for you and that will help your mental health substantially. Mm-hmm. I really do think so. Okay. Another thing for guarding your space is surrounding yourself with those that are uplifting and encouraging. We've talked about this so many times. Find that bestie that you can confide in and you can talk to, but you know will, one, be praying for you, and two, will speak truth in love. Mm -hmm. Because 
we all we all know you can go to anybody and express your problems. We all know people who do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but go to that person. Go to that person for encouragement on those days that you're like, I just don't know if I can do this. Get yourself an accountability partner. Absolutely. Like for certain things too. Like yeah. you can have different partners for different things. Absolutely. Right. I have Christina for my everyday, all the things. She's my my world when it comes to that. And then I have this person that I'm meeting with to help me with my weight loss journey mm-hmm. that she has gone before me in a way that I want to f- mm-hmm. follow mm-hmm. in how I lose weight. Right. And so I'm going to meet with her and I'm kind of hoping she'll be my accountability mm-hmm. partner on that aspect mm-hmm. because she has done it, yes. like fully done it the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing, guys, like when you find something that you want to do, mm-hmm. go talk to the people who have done it. Yeah. Yeah. In every aspect of all the things we talk about, right? right? Homeschooling, go to those that have gone before us and have graduated kids and get that information from them. Go to the the couple you know that has been married for 50 years and glean that wisdom from them. Go to someone who has lost a bunch of weight and done it the way you choose to do it and get the tips and the advice. Mm -hmm. Find these people in your life because they're there for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And so I think that, I mean, that's the thing we've, ta- we've talked about the bestie and they are the important person for like your daily, mm-hmm. all of your things. But there are other areas of your life that they might not have wisdom in. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to search someone out who, again, you want to make sure they have the same morals and values you Absolutely. do because you don't want to be getting advice that you wouldn't give to someone else. Mm-hmm. But there is got to be someone in your life that is done what you want to do here. Yeah. And that would be the most important person to talk to Absolutely. when you're talking about trying to um, complete a goal. Yeah. And on the on the opposite side, when you have made big strides and you have mm-hmm. accomplished something, be there for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Be that mentor for somebody else when they need it. Yep. Put space where space is needed. Mm-hmm. This is especially important when it comes to extended family. Oh, yes. This and we all a- just experienced this, right? Uh, With the yes. holidays. I mean, I know it's the end of January, but let me tell you, I'm sure some of you are still dealing with the fallout from Christmas and New Year's. Oh, yeah, it and is. Maybe even Thanksgiving. Right. It's it, hard. It is hard. And this is one that I have struggled with for a long time because I think, okay, we have to be always forgiving and always, you know, just that good Christian who I'm going to witness, I'm going to, I'm going to be there for them. Um, there's this, we could, we could talk about this. In fact, we are going to do um, an episode next week that you're going to want to listen to. And I'll yep. tell you a little bit more about that, but it's so important to protect your space and to set boundaries that are necessary for your home and the people that are in your home. Because yeah. even though we have families that love us and and some that respect our boundaries, there are so many times family members who don't. Mm-hmm. So protect protect your, your family, your immediate family. Mm-hmm. And you think there's confusion out there about what that is. Absolutely. So the current series in our church is called Leave and Cleave. And it is one of the best sermon series I've ever heard. And he talks about your immediate family is you and your husband and your children Mm -hmm. that are under 18, right? Mm -hmm. Or not married yet. Mm -hmm. That's your immediate family. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
everyone else turns into extended family. Absolutely everyone else. Your parents, their parents, like your husband's parents, your sisters, all of everyone turns into extended family once you're married and you have cleaved to your spouse. Absolutely. And you can be close with that extended family or there can be pain and hurt and struggle there. Mm -hmm. So either way, whether you have great relationships with them or or no relationship with them, there is a boundary that you have to set in place for your immediate family. And that is okay. So I'm going to give an example from that something that my husband and I do. And again, we are not perfect at this boundary mm-hmm. setting. Um, we have our own struggles with our extended family. But something that we put into place years ago was we did not want to have to rush out on Christmas to open presents and then get dressed and leave and spend all day going from family member to family member. We didn't want to have people come over and have to worry about food and cleaning up after the five kids of you know, mess and crazy. So we put a boundary in place that we would spend Christmas Eve doing those things with the extended family. We would see his family, my family. We'd go as many places as we needed to on Christmas Eve Uh to spend time with them. Right. So that on Christmas Day, we could say, it is just us. Uh We are not having people over. We are not having friends, family. Yeah. It is just us on Christmas Day. We stay in our jammies all day. We have a Christmas meal that is small and intimate. We open presents and it is amazing. Mm -hmm. But man, has it upset people. Mm -hmm. Right. They think they have a right to you because it's a holiday. Yeah. You have no rights to your children if they're grown and have their own family. You have Mm -hmm. no rights to them Mm -hmm. on Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's if that's not what they want to do. It just, you have no, you have no rights to your adult children once they have a family. Right. And it's despite any struggles we may or may not have with our extended family, it really truly is not about not wanting to be around them. Right. It's about creating memories with your own immediate family, your children. Exactly. And just what was going to work well for us. So it's been hard over Mm -hmm. the years. Some years it's easier than others, but It's hard to say, nope, sorry, we are unavailable. The thing is, is hopefully now you guys have done it for like 14 years. And, you know, you would uh, hope. We didn't start right away. Oh, no? No, it was several years. That we did that for several years where oh, we were going were from like, place to place and place. And it was like, we are not doing this I think anymore. I remember the year you decided that. It yeah, was, I, I don't think remember. I would say maybe eight years. or 10 years ago, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But um, still, I mean, you would think people would be like, oh, that's what they do. <laughs> But, you know, but people, are, people are difficult because, again, they think they have a right to you mm-hmm. because they're blood related. Mm-hmm. You got no rights to me if you <laughs> got no rights to me. Yeah. And, and I will say that, you know, over the years, there have been times where I have wavered and mm-hmm. be like, oh, maybe we make an exception. Mm-hmm. And David has been like, nope, this is the line we have set. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite where he has wavered. And I'm like, nope, this is the line we have set. Right. And we are looking back. We are so thankful that that we we made that line and we made it clear mm-hmm. and, and we haven't wavered because once you waver, there's no going back. Right. It because really then they're like, oh, be, but you did last year. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody gets upset because you wavered for them, mm-hmm. but not, not for right. somebody else. Absolutely. I don't want to upset people. Mm-hmm. I just want to do what's best for, for me right. and my family right. in this moment. Right. So 
And I I do hope that it is setting a good example for our children as well so that they hopefully see that we will respect their boundaries when when they put them in place. Mm-hmm. So that's the, well that's the thing I was going to go to next was, you know, if you're setting this boundary with your extended family, you need to be that parent who's understanding of when your kids start to set those boundaries. Cuz they will. It's, again, it's not out of hate for you. It's not out of distrust. It mm-hmm. is a lot of times it's just they have learned good habits from you mm-hmm. and they're trying to set those two for mm-hmm. their own yeah. immediate family. And I think as parents, because I mean, my daughters are grown now and I have no idea when that's going to be where she leaves and cleaves and becomes a parent herself. Like mm-hmm. I would imagine it sometime in the next five or so years. I don't know her plans. Like if I were to become a grandparent, In the next five years, I would have to understand that if she doesn't want to come here on Christmas, that's her call Mm -hmm. and not be aggravated about it. Because the thing is, is when you start to get aggravated with your adult children about their plans for holidays because you birthed them, Mm -hmm. first of all, they're not yours. They're God's. Mm -hmm. Okay. God gave you the right to raise them and you did so. So you got to let them go at that point, right? You raised them right. You showed them the truth. You gave them the book and you said, go on and be fruitful in in the world. And so I think the thing about it as parents is we need to be ready to do the same thing and accept the same thing from our children. Because when you do, they will want to come and hang out with you on those other days. And you have to, you have to keep in mind too, that it's not just you that they're trying to balance. They're trying to balance their spouse's family too. And that's a new thing, especially when they're first married. That's hard. Well, and if they have siblings, Mm -hmm. you know, like wanting to be with the siblings versus like wanting to be with your new family Mm -hmm. or, you know, if, Maybe there's siblings or someone that you don't get along with. Like I have that in my life. Like I have a sibling that um, her and I have never really been besties in the world. I have a younger sister and I who are besties in bestie sisters. But I have a sister in my life that is biologically my sister, but we don't necessarily talk very often. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. She's okay with that. We've had a discussion as grownups, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's okay. Yep. It's because for right now, neither of us are bringing value to each other's lives and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say, this is my boundary with you mm-hmm. and she's okay with it and I'm okay with it. And if somebody's not okay with it, then that's too damn bad. Right. So I want to jump in here and tell you all about a book that I read in 2023. Oh, yeah. That I just loved, but it talked 100% about what we are discussing right Mm -hmm. now and how important it is Mm -hmm. to set those boundaries and how to move on from some of the hurt that is caused in extended families and whatnot. And I don't think you guys understand necessarily how much mental capacity extended family can take up. It is. I've seen it. If you're dealing with it, you might not realize how much space it's taking up in your brain. I've seen it in friends over and over again. Mm -hmm. I have felt it Mm -hmm. to my core. Like Mm -hmm. it is hard because most of, again, most of us just want to go about life and enjoy And but when you have these struggles with family that you don't feel you should have to have, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of 
mourning the loss of that relationship and and what it should be like. Right. Oh yes. And a lot of that stuff is is so paralyzing. Mm-hmm. It is hard to move past it. And right. a lot of times it takes professional help. It takes therapy sessions and all the things. Talking through, creating, finding tools to help you move through that pain and the trauma that you might have received from this family member. Yeah. Okay, you guys, it's okay to acknowledge that you had trauma in your life from a family member. Mm -hmm. I know that's really, really hard to hear. And it's not easy to say. No. And trauma is not necessarily a sexual abuse. It's not necessarily, you know, you think of trauma and you think terrible, like I should have been removed. We're not talking about that kind of trauma necessarily. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, you know, feeling abandoned or um, feeling ignored, you know, or feeling unheard. Mm -hmm. You know, some of those things can also- Treated. Right. Manipulated. Right. Some of those are still considered trauma to your brain because Mm -hmm. it happened while you were young and you were trying to develop, you know, and I'm sure that there are things that I did to my daughter that have caused her trauma in some way or another. And it sucks to admit that as a mom, but it's true. And so I hope that if there is something that I've done that she'll either talk to me about it or talk to a professional about it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a perfect mom and I did the best that I could with what I had at the time with Mm -hmm. the tools that I had and the personality and behavior that I had. So So. I I heard something one time and I promise I will get back to that book recommendation, but I don't want to forget this. Um, There's a phrase I heard one time that said, hurting people hurt people. So if hurt people hurt, hurt people. people hurt people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are struggling with things that you haven't dealt with from your past, mm-hmm. as much of those chains that we're trying to break and not not put that on our children, mm-hmm. if you haven't dealt with it, if right. you have and trust me, I have some I have some stuff that I have not dealt with mm-hmm. or that I am processing through and trying mm-hmm. to deal with. So I'm not speaking from I, right. I know everything, but right. I do know that if I don't deal with the the trauma and the hurt from my past, mm-hmm. that I am going to pass that on yep. to my children yep. unintentionally. Right. But I'm going, I am going to pass it on. And that mm-hmm. is not what I want for them. No. I don't want that. No. So, okay, book but recommendation. that's where this lovely yes. book and uh, person is going <laughs> to come in and give us all the things. Okay, I am actually really excited to tell you guys about this. Okay. This book that I read is called I Hate You and I Want You Out of My Head by Sherry Orr. Now, that's a strong title. Mm -hmm. And you might hear that title and you go, whoa. Mm -hmm. But I kid you not. Sherry's actually a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And I read this pre-publication for her to edit, which is kind of funny because I am not the best of editors. But I was so honored to read it ahead of time. And I picked it up to help her. And I got so much out of that. It helped me in ways that I didn't know I needed. We are super excited to announce that next week, Sherry is going to be joining us here as our very first guest on Two Bestie Homeschooling Mamas. Um, And she, we are going to have a whole episode talking about this very topic and just how to work through trauma from hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is not going to be a therapy session. We're going to ask her questions about her book and how helpful it can be. Obviously, we'll have a link to that for you guys in this episode and in the next. 
it might bring you some insight into whether or not you need to go and talk to somebody. Absolutely. Or if you just need to read a couple of self-help books and get some tools. It just really depends on how hurt you are. Absolutely. And this is actually what Sherry does. She is a therapist. So that's what she does. This (laughs) is what she does. This is what she deals with all the time. And she has been, she's graciously agreed to come on and and just help us. so excited. Talk about that. Because as we know, a lot of us, it's not that far past Christmas. We are just into the new year. And a lot of us are still dealing with some of that hurt from just being around these family members over the holidays. Yeah. It's crazy because the holidays are supposed to be this a magical time. Mm-hmm. But then you throw in all the drama mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating. So I love that Chris has that boundary. Like for me, the holidays are not terrible because we already have some boundaries with some people who are in our lives that have hurt us. And so because of those boundaries, we don't have to see them anymore on holidays at the moment. And so we really like that. It's very calming for us mm-hmm. to have those boundaries in place. We went years and years and years without having those boundaries with the people who had hurt us. And so now Christmas is great. We see the people we want to see. We spend time with the people we want to spend time with and we don't feel obligated to do one or the other. Mm -hmm. So it's very helpful to have that um, inside of you to be able to sort through that hurt and that pain. Yeah. And if you choose to see those people every single year, you might need to do a checkup every January just to, you know, Mm -hmm. work through the drama that Mm -hmm. they brought into your life again. Yeah. And if you have set a a boundary before and that boundary needs to change whether it's more strict or less strict Mm -hmm. that's okay too yep it is okay to say you know what things have changed (laughs) we need to do this differently that's okay too yeah yeah you have permission right it's not because you've said one thing doesn't make it the end all forever right it just is what's working right now yeah absolutely so We're super excited because Mm -hmm. Sherry's coming on next week. But before we close, Mm -hmm. I want to tell you guys that February is going to be kind of our guest month. Yes. Right? Yes. We're very excited about this. We're very excited. Mm -hmm. We have an awesome lineup. Should we share it all? Like just the the speakers? Sure. Okay. So the first week is obviously Miss Sherry or and we're going to talk about generational family hurt and anybody really doesn't even have to be family. Just mm-hmm. someone who's absolutely. You. The next week is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Christina and David. Yay! Yay! Christina and her husband are going to be doing that episode for us. Mm-hmm. And then the next week is the twenty first, and that is going to be Miss Pam Spinker. Yes, we Yay! love Pam. Pam is also a friend of ours, and she is an amazing homeschooling mom. And she has, she's graduated two, right? She's graduated two out of six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of be talking about beginning to end homeschool with her. Yeah. And she's amazing at that. She's a speaker for homeschooling and all the things. She's pretty awesome. And then the last week is going to be me and Landon. Yay! Ah! And that day is going to be kind of about rare diseases because that's National Rare Disease Day. And we have one of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have a baby who has a rare disease. And we're going to kind of be talking about the 
difficulties of medical stuff in families Mm -hmm. because not only our kiddo but myself and you know Mm -hmm. we just kind of have some experience with that and we think it would be really cool to kind of share that with you guys in case Mm -hmm. you're going through something medical it's definitely a stressor yeah for sure yeah so that's our february lineup guys it's gonna be amazing to have you guys hear other people besides us because right. you have hung out with us for so long now and right. we are excited to just bring others in right. and have you hear from them as well. Yeah, we're very excited to have our first month of guests. Yes. And that's all going to be all of February. I don't know that we're going to bring guests in in March at this point, but that is definitely what's happening in February. Yeah. Yeah. Looks great. Awesome. Okay. So just in closing, we balance so many hats. Wife, mom, homeschooler, daughter, sister, friend. It is easy to get so busy that we forget about ourselves. And this can take a huge toll on our mental health. Make sure that you are in the word, maintaining self-care and guarding your space. These things will do wonders for your mental health. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I can't believe that some of these things I didn't do for years and years. Oh, right. Right. It's right. Just, but it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. You just try again. Try, try, try again. Don't give up <laughs> if you fail. Yep. I think I've said this before, but you fail like seven times before you succeed Some mm-hmm. in certain things. I should be succeeding in a whole lot of things this year then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, friends. Well, this was a super fun episode. I know mental health is hard to talk about, and I know sometimes it's scary, and sometimes it is feels like a taboo to talk about, but it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Right? Mental health is just health. Mm-hmm. Right? It is. If you need help, get it. Mm -hmm. There is no stigma there. And I hope that if you felt value in this episode, that you will share it with somebody who needs it. You guys, I know, you know, somebody who's going through it. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, somebody who has walking through the thickets right now, Mm -hmm. share this with them, give them a little bit of encouragement. And if you love this episode, write a review for us. Mm -hmm. It really helps get it out to more people on all the platforms that we use. We just really want God's word and what he's speaking through us to get out to the world. So we're super excited for February. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Chris is going to close us out in prayer. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us this platform where we can speak and share and pour into others. I just pray for everyone who listens. Just put your loving arms around them. Help them to know that they are loved and cherished by you. And just be with them and their, their mental health. We know it's a struggle for so many for all of us, really. So I just pray that you would strengthen us and help us to use these tips to guard ourselves and to grow closer to you and to do the things that we need to do so that we can be strong and healthy mentally and physically for our families. Thank you for loving us so unconditionally. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie.